All right, all right, let's go. All right, all right, Tim. What do you got today? Today we're going to answer our questions today. Right on uh, through Twitter and Facebook. Not too much going on in hockey. No, but I got to talk. We should talk about what happened the other day with you and the coyote and the dog. <laughs> so what happened was, Dad was over at our house. We lived not too far from QEW, which is a major highway. We're kind of in the yeah. suburbs, but we're definitely not, you know, rural, and. So say we're, dad was at the end of the driveway, and we hear a commotion, and a big coyote. A come, big one, uh, and Like a big one comes running up. Making a funny strikes, sound. And he was, <laughs> yeah, he was barking. And either, I guess it was either a husky or a malamute. No, no, it wasn't a malamute. It was, it was a husky. A husky. Uh, was chasing him. And it had a, like, and it had a, a harness on him. Mm-hmm. And so he went up, and then he crossed the street. He was only about 10 feet from you when he yeah, ran he, by. He didn't even know you were there. He was too busy. And uh, the husky was after him. And then they went into the across the street, went into a vacant lot, turned around, come running back up the road. And then I think about halfway, the coyote said, well, wait a minute, I'm the... I'm the I'm the wild animal here. Turned around, started chasing the. Uh, uh, but the, uh, the the husky he, he was he was just he was just kidding. Well, coyote didn't think he was. No, he did. And and the coyote, yeah, you're right. The coyote didn't think he was. So Anyhow, I was so, just so who do you think, Cindy? Coyote and a husky, they get into a fight. You're the animal expert. Who wins? <laughs> if they were, if there were, and it was a real fight. I, I, as much as I love the coyotes and their, you know, instinct, I would say the the husky would win because. Oh, yeah, he was, I think out of all the breeds, he was of, big. He was good size too. I think out of all the breeds of dogs, I think that a huskies are the closest to being like he the wolf. He was just smirking, wolf. laughing. Yeah, he was just he, having fun. He was having fun. Well, that's when he was, the Cody was chasing him. He did have a look like he had a smirk on his yeah. face. Yeah. 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 But yeah. You, you should and tell the other one was going. Yeah, he was, he, yeah, he was, he was scared. But you tell about the time you had a, a, a great big American staff. And we had a kind of a little a field I, in our I, backyard, and you took him for a walk. I took Blue in the in the back there, and I I can't I cannot remember a more, more beautiful looking, and it looked like a it had red fur, and it just looked beautiful. And there were nose to nose, and I didn't want to say anything because then they would would have started. So you took you so you took your dog off the leash, and he ran up yeah, the hill, and he, and he ran up the hill, and he and he was nose to nose with this coyote i think he was a coyote i kept calling him i kept you know nicely calling him and you didn't panic i didn't panic that's the main thing <laughs> don't, don't, don't panic with those two guys. No, those two are just ready to go at it they don't about, panic yeah well anyhow and that that thing followed us right up to uh, right up to the, yeah. the hill well, we had an interesting thing. So you were saying that in the field behind us, there was coyotes. And they, they've kind of left because there's a lot more construction in the area. But uh, one of your favorites, Dr. Suzuki, did a, a story on one that was in the back there. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm a big, I watch, um, you know, the nature of things all the time. And he was doing a study on what they call koi dogs, which is which is probably what. what who was who, 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 Dr. Suzuki? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there, he, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, he was doing, trying to get people to understand a lot of the times the coyotes are getting a little bit more bolder, or they're getting bolder, is because they're mixing with domestic dogs. So they're called koi dogs. So this is what he was trying to get along. No, I don't understand. What are they called? Koi. See, like coyote, a koi dog. Like half coyote, half dog. Oh, yeah. So there was a really big one around here, and they collared it. And it was showing it on his show, and it, and it was Mississauga. It was right by Mississauga Road in the underpass at the QEW. And I go, I know that dog. I know that coyote. <laughs> yeah, and we, I know that area that he was showing was right here, right oh, practically in Tim's backyard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw the dog, the coyote. And put, the collar looked so uncomfortable. Like, it was nice and hot. It, you look and you go, man, you're torturing that poor thing. I know. You know you don't like tight things, right, Dad? Yeah, they so had them tight fitting. Yeah, so they had it. But... um so that's a lot of times when you see these dogs. That's why they're getting a bit bolder. But, yeah, but Pete, I have to say, Husky looked like he was having fun. He was just having fun. Yeah, these. I dogs. don't know what. And then I started thinking he got away some way. You look. You didn't have your dog Jake with you. Oh, I had I had a little Westland. I looked, will never understand people. I know we're off topic on dogs. I could talk about dogs. I just don't understand people putting a harness on a husky. I mean, I work at a yeah. vet clinic, and they pull. I get they pull sleds in Alaska. I don't but know. But why would you put a harness? You had on a harness a husky? on, and they pull and they pull and they and you look at the people. You can't tell anyone about their dogs. So I mean, I. How do we get into? How do we get into all oh, the boat? The uh, uh, good me. job. I didn't have that little Westie with me. He'd, he'd have been dead by now. Well, he would have went after the coyote. He's he would have went after. He went on after both of them. I'd have don't be going. On. Don't be bad mouthing coyotes around here. There's enough of people that bad mouth coyotes. So I still haven't met a person yet that said that coyote came up and took my dog right off the leash. And you always hear other people's stories about that but you never actually meet the person that this actually happened to and they say it all the time bad mouthing coyotes but well talking about a fighting dog what what do you got uh, tim okay so we got an email from your buddy joe warmington joe joe warmington and yeah. he sent an email from uh scott lewis and he wanted to know about a guy named francis Rogavine. and did you know did you know him did you play against him I played on three teams with him. I should know him. And it was in a, one of the fights I was in. I looked at him after the fight, and, and he had a split lip. It was all blood and everything. And I said, uh, Frank, I don't remember you in a, I don't remember you in a fight. Like, like how, did you get, how did you get cut like that? He says, when you brought your fist back to punch that guy, you hit me. I was close. To, you cut me, cut, and I, I'd cut him too. So I had uh, I cut two guys with the same punch. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be a record. Yeah. yeah. So as yeah, I knew Frank, and he was a good guy, and he was a good defenseman. He, he's he's what everybody's looking for now. Yeah. A defensive defenseman. I I always say I always look at these guys and say timing's everything. How much money would they be making today? So like you know, defensive defenseman minimums three million dollars, <laughs> four million, and you would have made the NHL. I so, made it. Yeah. So how much do you think you'd been making? Me? Yeah. Me, my, mm, my, me, me, I'm making about five, yeah. five million. Well, I could fight. I used to get the first one in, get the first one in, and uh, go from there. <laughs> and, and if, well, and you if got you, some. That one year you got, what, 20 some points? I used to get a point. I, I averaged six goals, which isn't bad. Yeah. Six goals a year. That's not bad. For a defensive defenseman. 
Yeah. So just think, so your dad could have been making five million a year. Mom would have yeah, had I was making forty five. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember going in with Punch Imlac. I, I know I told a story, but I'm going to tell it anyhow. I went in. And he said, uh, there's your contract. And I says, yeah. So I signed. He says, well, don't you want to argue with me? Says, I said, are well, you going to give me more money? He said, no. And I said, well, well what's the sense of arguing? And then the next thing I knew, he was in the National Hockey League, and he was winning Stanley Cups. When he was coaching you, did you think that he was going to make the— Never. I never, I never thought a little bald guy. But anyhow— You he said was... Boston got him to send him to protect the players from Spring from no, I don't know what he— Whatever it was, it was the best year that we ever had— that Shore couldn't talk to the players for a whole year. It was beautiful. And then he left and back to the, to the Crimea, as they say. So I knew Frank, and Frank was a good defensive defenseman, and um, he'd be making about $5 million now. Okay, Dad, Tony E. from Facebook says, Don, you played with a lot of... Of different teams and had a lot. Unfortunately, yep, and a lot of different teammates. And you came across a lot of people. I did. Did you ever have a teammate lined up on the trolley tracks and let up on him uh, because you know you knew him from uh, before? And so basically, did you ever nail a really good friend? I had I and the guy I let up on was Brian Kilray. I I I remember was in Springfield and everybody thought too. He was right out in the open. And and Crows, I was playing for Rochester then, and uh, I had him in, and he was had his head down. He was cut. He was cutting across like Gilmore did that time. All right, McSorley got him. Yeah, I could have put him out, and I boo or something. I would like to get your head up or something. I forget what I said to him, and uh, he. I don't know if he he would ever remember that. But anyhow, it was Brian Kilray I had in the trolley tracks, and I could have killed him. Well, you know, Brian Kilray, I, you know, a lot of people come up to me and say, you know, your dad reminds me so much of my dad and all that. A lot of people say that, but I have to say, out of all the people that, that we know, Brian Kilray reminds me so much of you in, in your mannerisms, the way you think. And I know you- more honest than I was. Yeah, yeah. He, and uh, I know you guys are best friends and uh, really good friends. And we don't talk much. We don't, we phone once in a while. The top so let me ask you something. You, so you were playing for Brian how many years? Three years, basically? I think I played with him three years. Three years. So- he people who don't know who Brian Kilray is he coached uh, junior hockey Ottawa sixty wins in uh, ever in junior hockey yeah so he's the greatest coach in junior hockey most wins could you see that he was he could, could have been a good coach oh yeah you could in, 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 when you were playing he didn't want it he didn't want to get into coaching and he did get into coaching but you could tell he was going to be a good coach and I never knew I didn't think he'd be that good a coach but. Uh, <laughs> He had he had more a little more courage than I did. I don't know if I would have stand up the shore like he did. He was the captain. I mean, someday we'll tell that long story, or did we tell it? To, yeah, we got we got to get all the facts right. So we'll, anyhow, we'll get all the facts right. Brian Kilray was a top notch guy, and I like him. Cindy and Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sports book. And if you sign up now and use the promo Grapes. They'll match your deposit up to $250. You get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big dough. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. And if you think you yeah, know who's going to win, it is. If you think you know who's going to win the Stanley Cup, now's the time to bet because you get big odds, right? Because nobody. And- I think somebody, and one of the tweets asked me, who, who, who do I think was going to win tonight? And I said, Boston. Boston, yeah. yeah. 
Well, why not Boston? I think Boston's in the top five. I think I think it goes um, Leafs, Colorado, Vegas, and Carolina are the top. Oh, and they don't have Boston in there. Then Boston's like he's right at they're right after that. So well, I, I'll pick Boston. I'll go. I'll still. St- I knew. And again, you're picking the Leafs. So when the mic's off, you go, don't count out the Leafs. But they, don't count off the Leafs because they've changed. This is a recording. This is a recording. <laughs> no, I'm still with the Leafs, and I still and 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 I think in one of the questions here. They asked, uh, what was Okay, it? so we got, well, going to, the, this is uh, Gail B. Lee from Twitter. We'll talk about Lee's. Generally, when a GM hires is hired, he fires the old coach and puts in a guy behind the bench that he likes. What do you think of Traveling, who's the new GM of the Leaf, keeping Keefe, and can you change the culture in the room with the same coach? I will say when I saw uh, him point up above, that remember when they put the, yeah. The, so what happened? Well, I think we told us before that against Montreal they had a an emergency. The Leafs had an emergency backup goalie was like from university, and they were hammering Montreal seven nothing. And then with about two minutes they put the goalie in. Yeah. And it was kind of like it was a little bit of a slap in the face to Montreal. Yeah. And um, somebody asked Keith after that, and he and he pointed upstairs. He says that wasn't my decision, and I knew right then. Now, now let's just go on. Uh, I think uh, Keith did a pretty good uh, number on talking to Tevling because he said, this is what I wanted to do, and he's got a tough team now. I, probably the toughest team in the league right now. Probably, yeah. Uh, I would say the toughest team in the league right now. And I think that uh, Tevling, is that how you speak? Tevling. He saw he had the perfect coach because – I don't think he was calling the shots last year. Yeah. Well, I remember when you were in Boston, you changed the culture in the dressing room after the first year. Oh, boy. I mean, you went in and you took down all the Stanley Cup pitchers. I mean, you. And I remember Frosty cry, uh, crying, the uh, trainer, assistant trainer. He says, This is my life. I said, I don't care if it's your life or not. I said, They're all coming down. And we took down all the pictures of the of the guys winning the Stanley Cup, <laughs> and he was crying. See, now most people think, "Oh, that would inspire the team that you no, had to." I didn't believe in that. I b- believed in this is our club, and this is the way we we were going to be. Right. So you bring in Stan Jonathan, and he brings a great big beautiful war bonnet and put <laughs> it on the head. They had a, like a Bruins oh, a bear, that right? Was bad. So that they, was bad. They put a. He, there was a stuck bear head, and he put the war bonnet on it. It yeah, really looked he, nice. Look, it, was, it, did, it did look nice. And he, he says, I'll leave it there. Nobody will touch it. He says, they, they'll know it's mine. <laughs> but, Dad, you said something interesting when we were talking on the porch about this, is that do the players know that if a coach is getting, you know, someone's whispering in his ear, and do they lose a little bit of respect for him? Believe me, yeah, they do. And I played in enough teams that I knew I – knew well, forget Springfield. That was <laughs> yeah. We won't count. That. We won't. We won't talk about Springfield. Oh yeah, you could tell if 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 the owners or general GM. manager or whatever was t- was telling the uh, coach to do something and he did it and knowing that it was wrong, then you lost all respect. So the following year, when they'll know that maybe he doesn't have someone whispering no, in his ear, it'll, was, they'll they'll respect him a little more. I think that. That fear, fear went in, because he was sort of a nut. Who was who? 
Who was the guy? There was three. Well, there was, yeah. When they played, there was uh, Keith. He, he didn't even shake. Uh, Jefferson was, uh, who changed his name to Dalton, and there was a defenseman. Yeah. yeah. He was he was such a wise, I don't know what you call it, Weisenheimer or whatever. He really was. He was a nut. He was, yeah. He was bad news in the OHL. And Branch, David Branch didn't like him. And they won the Memorial Cup. Yeah. And Keith was the captain. Or no, yeah, yeah Keith he was, was captain. captain. So now David Branch has to give him the Stanley Cup or the Calder Cup and shake his hand. And shake his no, hand. Memorial Cup. Memorial Cup. Sorry. And uh, and Keith just said something like, "This just must kill you having to give me this cup, huh?" This just <laughs> mu- Branch just said, "Just keep smiling, kid." <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that and he was he was a nut when he played, and I think he'll he'll fit right in with this uh, this team. And I and if I had it, I'd uh, I'd find uh, Simmons too. And, and yeah, we say the ultimate payback in Florida. Yeah, I I would have the toughest team. If you have the toughest team, pe- people don't want to go in and play your billing. Not 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 like it was before. We go out and play Toronto and have some fun. Tell that story quickly. About, I think we told it before, but I always liked it. George LaRock when he was in Edmonton. Oh, yeah. George, come up. Ron and I used to sit up way up high. During the, during the, <laughs> when, the whatever morning. Whatever it is. We morning sat, skate. Morning yeah. skate. We were sitting there, and George LaRock come up. And I, George, how's everything going and everything? And he says, oh, yeah, good and everything. He says, everybody wants to play us. And I said, George, don't you think it'd be a little different? Don't you think everybody does not want to play us? Geez, I never thought of that. <laughs> okay, Dad, we're running a little bit late talking about coyotes and huskies and Barbie dolls. But so we have one last question from Canucks Crazy One, who's Twitter. Grapes, I'm an old-time Canuck fan, and one of my favorite players was Orland Curtinback. Did you ever play against him? And do you have any stories of him? So I looked him up. He was born in Cudworth, Saskatchewan. He was six foot two, two hundred pounds. Long arms. That's right. And was the first captain of the Canucks when they went from uh, into the NHL and scored the first Canucks hat trick. You know, that you know, and I th- hear that he scored the first Canuck hat trick. That was in the NHL. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the one thing that I found, Cindy, was kind of something was. Uh, he was during the time of when the WHA, the World Hockey Association, started, and he was offered one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That was like three hundred and fifty thousand now. Yeah, and nobody was making that in the NHL. No, not no. very few for the LA Sharks, and he turned it down. So, do you have any stories of Orland Curtinback? He was playing for Buffalo in the American Hockey League, and I was playing for Springfield, and uh, as usual. And, I, and we got into a fight along the side of the boards there, and we're all, and in those days, everybody used to jump on, and we all crowded around. Luckily for me, that his long arms didn't have me, <laughs> what the hell held me out there. Anyhow, I went to throw a punch, and my fingers caught, as I, as I went to throw a punch, my fingers caught on a sweater, and one finger went right in his eye. I never mm. forgot that. Oof. Right in his eye, and I could feel all the stuff. And you know. so anyhow, did you, did you just pull it out, and I just pulled my finger out, and 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 it's everybody around the league thought I did it on purpose. <laughs> and I didn't do it on purpose, but but, but that's good. Everybody thought you were crazy. Yeah, man. they thought I was nuts. Did you hear Cherry poked a guy in? Yeah, and I didn't do that. So that's the thing I remember about Orler Curtin back. He was a big guy, and he'd be making about about eleven million bucks now. <laughs> 